TYB On The Run with your host, Katie Haldane. This is your daily Bible blast, the perfect fit for your busy life. Just one chapter, one revelation. This will change your life. Okay, TYB on the run. Are you ready for Revelation 6? Let me just give you a quick recap and explain a few things before I start reading the chapter over you because we want you in context here. We have this moment where we're just about to open the seals, S-E-A-L-S, not the animal. Um, Seals are on a scroll. It's kind of funky nowadays to have seals on wedding invitations. They are a wax seal. These This scroll that came from Yahweh, came from the Father in in Revelation 4 and 5, was given to the Lamb. The only reason that it could be given to the Lamb was because he died for our sins and he therefore gained the authority to be able to instigate this justice and this judgment upon the earth. Now, what I want you to remember is the key to reading Revelation. Anything that happens on the earth, the earth can be shaken. But the heavens are never shaken, (laughs) okay? When you start to see everything going wrong on the earth and you're panicking because you reside on this earth, you've got to remember that for this cataclysmological story, the earth is shaken but the heavens remain the same, okay? You're with it? You're understanding? No matter what happens here on earth, God is still in control. Okay, Revelation 6. I watched as the lamb. Now, if Jesus is the lamb, let me explain that again throughout the whole text. I watched as the lamb opened the first of the seven seals. Then I heard one of the four living creatures say in a voice like thunder, come. I looked and there before me was a white horse. Its rider held a bow and he was given a crown and he rode out as a conqueror bent on conquest. When the lamb opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, come. Then another horse came out, a fiery red one. Its rider was given power to take peace from the earth and to make people kill each other. To him was given a large sword. When the lamb opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come. I looked and there before me was a black horse. Its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand. Then I heard what sounded like a voice among the four living creatures saying, A kilogram of wheat for a day's wages and three kilograms of barley for a day's wages, and do not damage the oil and the wine. When the lamb opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come. I looked, and there before me was a pale horse. Its rider was named Death, and Hades was following close behind him. They were given power over a quarter of the earth to kill by sword, famine, and plague, and by wild beasts of the earth. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and the testimony they had maintained. They called out in a loud voice, How long, sovereign Lord, holy and true, until you judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge our blood? Then each of them was given a white robe, and they were told to wait a little longer until the full number of their fellow servants, their brothers and sisters, were killed just as they had been. I watched as he opened the sixth seal. There was a great earthquake. The sun turned to black like sackcloth made of goat hair. The whole moon turned blood red and the stars in the sky fell to earth as figs dropped from a tree when shaken by a strong wind. The heavens receded like a scroll being rolled up and every mountain and island was removed from its place. Then the kings of the earth, the princes, the generals, the rich, the mighty, and everyone else, slave and free, hid in caves and among the rocks of the mountains. They called to the mountains and the rocks, 
fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come. Who can withstand it? Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm reading this cataclysmic moment and I hope I'm doing it justice to maybe I'm genuinely trying to. We can read this and be totally and utterly fearful of this moment. The seals are being cracked open and the one who is cracking open the seals is is the lamb. And the only reason he can do that is because he sacrificed his life. And what he's doing is bringing justice to the earth. Okay. Remember everything that's happening on the earth is Satan's domain. Everything that's happening in heaven, the worship, the angels, the creative beings, the, the lamb is God's domain. Okay. Don't mix it up that God here is on the earth and God's out of control. No, it's justice. Imagine this moment where you are in a society where things are going wrong and people are corrupt and people are horrible and people are, are um, you know, putting up your wages so you can't work and things are going wrong and everything's going, and you just are waiting for the justice of your God to come. They're persecuting you. They're killing you. Your family and your relatives are dying for the sake of Christ. Why? The only reason is because they believe in Jesus and they don't believe in the gods that these, these people are saying. And you're waiting for justice to come. And then all of a sudden, John sends you this revelation that he's had, that there will be a time coming where God will bring justice to the earth to those who have mistreated, to those who have killed people for Christ. He is coming to bring justice to the earth. Think of it that way. Now, I know we underst- we don't we don't like seeing Jesus as a moment of justice, but these four horsemen, they're not Jesus. These four horsemen, the reason I say they're not Jesus is because the lamb is the one flicking open the scrolls. He doesn't just quickly jump on a horse and then quickly come back as the lamb. He's the one flicking open the scrolls. He is like the white horse in Revelation 19. I do agree with that. So as I watched the lamb clicked open the the first of the seven seals, then I heard one of the four living creatures say, come. Oh, it's this moment. It's like the moment of let it be in, in Genesis. It's like the moment where Lazarus, where Jesus says, Lazarus, come out. It's that authority of let the justice of God, let what is about to happen, happen. And he says, I looked and there before me was a white horse. Its rider held a bow and he was given a crown and he rode out as a conqueror bent on conquest. It's this moment where finally the victor comes in when you've been beaten and battered by the world, the victor comes in and he's on a white horse. It's your savior. It's this moment. It's not Jesus, but it's this moment where God sends a conqueror to help you. When the lamb opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, come. Then another horse came out, a fiery red one. Its rider was given power to take peace from the earth. Now this peace from the earth, guys, very Roman. Pax Romana, peace from the earth was through Rome. The only way to have peace on the earth at this time was to align yourself with Rome and the political powers of the day. So when they heard this rider from God released because the lamb broke the seal, there's going to be a time where peace comes from God himself. To make people kill each other, to him was given a large sword. It's very much this, this evidence of the evil people um, and the, the justice of God. 
When the lamb opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, come. I looked and there before me was a black horse this time. Its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand. Now this one is coming to bring economic disaster. Remember I said in the beginning, guys, it's going to get hard and worse on earth. Why? Because God is bringing his righteous judgment upon earth. Earth is the place that has persecuted his people. Earth is the place that his economy is no longer being followed. Earth is this place where we see this heaven and earth cataclysmically collide and Jesus is bringing justice upon the earth. So this is why the wages go up and down. Why? Because everything on earth can be shaken. When the lamb opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, come, and I looked and there before me was a pale horse. Its rider was named Death and Hades was following close behind him. They were given power over a quarter of the earth. Can you see that all of these horses are given power over the earth? Heaven is still fine. (laughs) Jesus, the lamb, God is seated on the throne. This is the judgment of the earth. Um, by the wild beasts of the earth. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and the testimony they had maintained. And he, you imagine this moment, he's looking at these Christians that were martyred, these people that were martyred. They called in a loud voice, how long, sovereign Lord, holy and true, until you judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge our blood. He's like, how long do we have to be persecuted and killed for the faith? Then each of them was given a white robe. I love this. This white robe means honour. This white robe is actually part of a Roman um, triumph. The people following behind the uh, funerary arrangement of the emperor when he was deified wore white robes meaning purity and honour. And they were given these elite people, not the Roman followers, the Christians were given this white robe and they were told just wait a little longer until the full number of their fellow servants, their brothers and sisters were killed. What does that mean? God's waiting for a number of people to be killed? No, it doesn't mean that. It means that God knows exactly what is happening. And he's basically saying, I know exactly what's about to happen, but I will vindicate you. I will take care of this. Sometimes through persecution, you know, on this earth, Jesus says, to lay down your life. Jesus says to forgive. And sometimes you're like, well, I don't really want to. I want to seek vengeance. And that that thing, vengeance is mine, is kind of this understanding of what Revelation is presenting. Don't seek vengeance on earth yourself because there's going to be a time when the consequences of their actions will catch up with them. And we don't wish that upon anybody. I don't wish that upon anybody. who I, I want them to be forgiven. I want them to, to be saved. But what God's saying here is to these martyrs that are listening to this story and their relatives have been saved, and he's saying, don't seek vengeance on this earth now in your time. Forgive, but know that I am in control and know that I see every little detail. It would have brought brought this incredible reassurance that their God knows all of this. I watched and as he opened the sixth seal, seal, there was a great earthquake. The the earth is rumbling because God is coming. (laughs) The sun turned black like sackcloth made of goat hair. The whole moon turned blood red. Now, don't apocalypse, you know, oh, my gosh, this imagery. It's basically saying everything that God created came under submission of God and it changed. Oh, I love it. And the stars fell to the earth as figs dropped from a fig tree. The heavens receded like a scroll being rolled up and every mountain and island was removed from its place. Basically saying when God delivers, nothing stops him. (laughs) It's this moment where the mountains and everything on this earth is under God's control. Then the kings of the earth, the princes, the generals, the rich, the mighty, you imagine them going, yes, we know these people and I can name a few. Everyone else, slave and free, Everyone who was on the wrong team, everybody who had 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 their security in the earth, 
We're, we're worried. This is why it bugs me that Christians get so worried about revelation. We're not supposed to be worried about what happens on this earth. Why? Because we're not our, our security in our economy. We are not secure in the economy of this earth. We are secure, secure in the economy of God, the riches, the rubies, the jasper. That's our wealth. Again, we're not secure in our, in our everything on this earth that is going to be shaken. And this is what Revelation is saying. Don't be secure in the things of this earth because that's going to be shaken. Store up your riches in heaven. And he says the kings of the earth, the princes, all of these people that were very comfortable in the earth, they're going to be hiding in the mountains and they're going to ask. It says fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne. They're going to reveal and realize the God who is in control of this. And from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of their wrath has come, and who can withstand it? This word wrath is really being manipulated that God's hatred, God's God's come down with his wrath. It's not God's hatred, it's God's victory. It's when he turns around and says, At the end of times, enough is enough. You've killed my people, you've taken their <laughs> think about the persecution that you faced. And from people that are unrepentant, and this is God saying, enough is enough. The the lamb is the only one that's able to cause this justice. Why? Because he came and died for our sins and as he opens the seals. Now, did you notice, um, TYB, we only got to six seals. In the book of Revelation, the seals, the trumpets, the bowls only reveal six and it's kind of like a continuation. The seventh one meshes into the next bit, okay? It's the way he has joined the visions. It's not like seven seals and then the next bit and then seven seals. He doesn't do it. John doesn't write that way. He does six seals. And then he does this interlude of 144,000, which we're going to go through now. And then after this, a great multitude is worshipping. We always go back to worship no matter how bad it gets on earth. We always go back to the vision of heaven. Again, TYB, no matter how bad it gets on this earth, keep your eyes on heaven because that is the unshakable. And then we keep going. And then when he opens the seventh seal, the seventh seal actually um, starts the trumpets. The seven trumpets are then prepared prepared to sound. So it's kind of showing you that this justice of God upon the earth, not upon the, the upon the earth, is a continuation and unrolling and unfolding. Okay, are you ready? Let's debunk Revelation seven. 144,000 sealed. After this, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth to prevent any wind from blowing on the land or on the sea or on any tree. Can you see how in control they are? Then I saw another angel coming up from the east, having the seal of the living God. Oh, so good. He called out in a loud voice to the four angels who had been given power to harm the land and the sea. The sea we know is evil. Do not harm the land or the sea or the trees until we put a seal on the foreheads of the servants of our God. Then I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 from all the tribes of Israel, the tribe of Judah, 12,000, the tribe of Reuben, 12,000, the tribe of Gad, 12,000, Asher, 12, Naphtali, 12, Manasseh, 12,000, Simeon, 12,000, Levi, Issachar, Zebulon, Joseph, Benjamin, they're listed 12,000. After this, I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people and language standing before the throne and before the lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried in a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb. And we have this incredible moment in the end of chapter seven where we go back to worship. Okay, can you feel it now? Are you getting it? Every time it gets bad on on earth, you're not supposed to focus on that. I don't know who's preaching on that. Stop preaching on it. 
you, you go straight back into worship. But this 144,000, let me, let me debunk this myth. It drives me crazy when people, I've taught end times for 10 years and I swear most of the books I read, I read half of them and throw them out <laughs> because they're not biblical. They're mythology, mythology. What does that mean? I've taken it from every point and piece and I've added a little bit of fear in here and I've mixed a little bit of mythology. We don't want that. We want Bible. We don't want mythology. We don't want rumor. We want Bible. So this 144,000, the thing about this 144,000 is which team are they on? They're on God's team, okay? Earth, everything going on on earth, Satan's team. God's team, heaven, they're on God's team. And they are sealed. Oh, so good. Then I saw another angel coming out from the east having the seal of the living God. They're sealed. The people on the other team, they have a mark of the beast on them. We are, have a seal of the living God. And what does that mean? In the spiritual realm, you know which team you're on, (laughs) He's basically saying you're either got the seal of Christ on or the mark of the beast. Choose one. It's not going to be a chip in our skin. Paul has said time and time again, TYB, it's got nothing to do with the flesh. It's got nothing to do with circumcision. It's got nothing to do with what happens in your body. You can tattoo yourself. You can do what you like. You can have a chip in your skin. It's got nothing to do with that at the end times. Revelation says it's about the spiritual realm. Those who are in Christ have a seal of the living God. And the Bible says very clearly, that seal of the living God, like the Holy Spirit as a deposit, it's a seal. It's something that shows that you are of Christ. And it's, it comes when, when you're saved. It's, you won't know it. You won't see it because the angels can see it. They're sealing. Oh, it's so good. They're sealing those who are in Christ. And the other guys, they get the mark of the beast. So don't panic about the mark of the beast in getting a key card or a credit card or a chip. It's got nothing to do with that. In the spiritual realm, you will know which team they're on. They know these ones are sealed in the blood of Christ. These guys over here, they got the mark of the beast on them. So it's just basically which jersey are you wearing? Let's say that, TYB. It's which jersey are you wearing? In the spiritual realm, you have a jersey. You're not even on your on the fence, you've got a jersey on. You have chosen your team if you're on the fence. It's basically saying get on the right team because the other team's going down. <laughs> we know the end of this game. And then he says, do not harm the land or the sea or the trees until we put a seal. So he's saying, wait, 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 wait. We've got that's what makes me very annoyed at people saying we go, won't go through the tribulation. We will go through the tribulation because here it says, you'll go through the tribulation, but you will be protected you will have the seal of Christ over you and and you'll be the light in the dark place. Then I heard the number of those who were sealed 144,000. Now, some people believe that this is a specific amount of people. The church will dwindle down to 144,000. What? I don't think so. Um, you know, it's the Jehovah's Witnesses. It's it's only, that that's wrong, straight up wrong. We're not going to dwindle down to 144,000 here, people. Uh, and I'll tell you why I, th- I say that. If I know that 12 is a government, governmental authority, and I know that a 1,000 in the book of Revelation means unlimited, are you listening? A 1,000, millennium, an unlimited number. If I know that that is kind of the code of the apocalypse and apocalyptic literature, and I see that there are 12,000 from every tribe, I have a governmental authority of unlimited number from every tribe across the earth. How do I know that? Because if I go back, people, first part I know, Jesus was slain for who? In five, and they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll to open its seals because you were slain and with your blood you purchased for God, the people that it sealed, 
persons from every tribe, language, people, and nation. You made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. Okay, so I'm not dwindling down. It doesn't say you purchased for God 144,000 people and that's it. <laughs> it says every tribe. Then I keep reading because I read my Bible in context. I don't pull it out of context and make it what I, what I want it to say or weird. After this, I looked and there before me was a great multitude that nobody could count. Why can no one count it? Twelve, governmental authority. A thousand, unlimited number. He is then realizing, he said they were sealed. Let me read it without the numbers. He says, don't harm them. Then I heard the number of these who were sealed, 144,000. And these angels go and seal. And then he says, after this, I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. We kind of go to this image of a great multitude of worshipping people. Is it going to dwindle down to 144,000? No, the numbers in Revelation say that it is going to get to pinnacle, tribal, unlimited number of people that are going to be worshipping God. The key is get people on the right team, get them with the seal of Christ. Don't let them have on the wrong jersey on, basically. And then we go from this incredible moment of these four apocalyptic horsemen that that are judging the earth back to heaven and we've got a worship moment. All the angels were standing around the throne and round the elders and four living creatures. They fell down on their faces and they worshipped. One of the elders said to me, these in the white robes, who, who are they? And he says, this is beautiful. These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They've washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. They are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. But And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Never again will they hunger. They will not thirst. The sun will not beat down on them. Nor any, it's, it's, They're protected now. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Guys, if you are worried about the end times and tribulation, don't worry about that. You're on the right team. You have the seal of Christ. You will be protected. You will be taken care of. Whether we have to be on this earth and endure persecution and suffering, yeah, we probably will. You know why? Because this is this earth. But I want to be here on this earth representing Christ, being a light in a dark place. And I know that my God will protect me and sustain me no matter what. And if I get to die for Christ, then, hey, I get to be honoured in heaven, <laughs> which is what this book is saying. He's saying to the congregation, guys, if you if you are saying you're going to die for Christ, which was very regular for them, you are honoured in heaven. Even that outcome is redeemed in Christ. How beautiful is that? So I hope you're kind of getting the essence of this book, taking it out of the weird and the wonderful and putting it back into this book of hope and love. So love studying it with you guys. See you in the next chapter.